right, two quick tidbits before we get started. So the other day I, I was telling the story that how, you know, I was I was going with Marcy. She was trying on clothes, my wife, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, I was sitting there bored out of my mind. Uh, don't tell her that. And, you know, and then I thought to myself, you know what, I've got to go to my PC for my iPhone so I can just log on to my computer, get some show notes done, get some stuff done, all that kind of stuff. Really makes it very, very easy to access your Mac or PC. It's not just for PCs from anywhere, including now the mobile apps for iPad and iPhone. It's very, very cool. So I want you to try it. Try it on me for free. Special 45-day trial just for people for the rise to the top. Here's what you got to do. Go to gotomypc.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE, then download the app for free on your iPad or iPhone. Once again, on gotomypc.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE. And cool event alert, awesome event. Here's the deal. Yannick Silver's Underground Online Seminar 8 going on March 1st to 3rd in D.C., right along the corner, right around the corner here. I'll be there, and I can tell you top internet marketers and entrepreneurs are there. These aren't the people that you see at every type of event. These are like the real six- and seven-figure earners. I mean, you're going to see more amazing people in the crowd than you do at other events. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of former Rise guests there, Lewis Howes, Marie Forleo, Brian Moran, Yannick Silver. The list goes on. So here's what you got to do. Go to Let's Hang Out at Underground.com. That's Let's Hang Out at underground.com and if you get your ticket through that link let me know and, and i'll grab you breakfast when we're down there in dc i will see you there and now here is today's interview all right welcome everyone to the rise to the top the number one non-boring business show i'm david seitman garland on the rise to the top.com and i've got one of the most requested guests of all time today on the show you're gonna get excited for this one it's ramit sethi he is the creator of i will teach you to be rich Dot com. Now, let me tell you a few things. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on uh, in this interview today and also some bonuses and cool stuff and free stuff for you as well. So number one is that we discuss how did he go from zero to 300,000 viewers of his blog. That's an insane number. We talk a bit about that. We get into kind of the, the psychological and some of the marketing aspects and just a few things. It's not about overwhelm, but we go into some few things that, that he kind of did. Uh, we talk about one of his biggest product launches of all time. Uh, which is called How to Earn 1K on the Side. It's, it's a very interesting story. You would not believe the research and the things that go into it and some of the results. Here's a spoiler alert. 100K in sales in one hour. 100K in sales in one hour. So we talk about that, the psych psychology behind it, a lot of different things. Uh, also, let's see, what else we go over? We go over creating your product, you know, taking your, your expertise or things you want and maybe some things that you're going to overlook uh, as you look as to create your product. Ramit's got some great advice there as well, and especially on the research and, and how important that is and, and kind of ways you can do that. He set up a couple things for us at the end. Make sure to check it out. Uh, he's got a free resource stick to the end so you can get that just for viewers of the rise to the top so sweet and also Ramit mentioned that if you stick around listen to the interview have a question about product pricing things like that just leave it in the comments on the rise to the top.com and he's gonna try to jump in and answer as many as those as possible I can tell you right now that is a heck of a deal having some of Ramit's time to help us all out so without further ado I just gave you the quick summary there's a lot more coming right now in the interview with Ramit CT on on the rise to the top. Enjoy. All right, so this conversation has been a long time coming. And, and by the way, Ramit Sethi joining me today, one of the most requested guests of all time on the rise to the top. I'm telling you that right now. All time. Welcome to the show. 
Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Why is it? People just love you. They're like, if you don't have him on, we're going to never watch the show again. So I'm, I'm very excited to get you on, if, if anything, just for that. It surprises me, honestly. I'd like to get that in writing so I can show it to some other people, too. Perfect. Perfect. Well, <laughs> let's give the, you know, the quick synopsis here because we're going to really get into dissecting one of the products that you've done. But you, you're the creator of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. You have, what, now over, what, 300,000 people or so tuning in to your blog? Yeah, 300,000 readers plus per month. All right, awesome. And you started it when? I started it in 2004 when I was uh, this little cocky college kid. And uh, people you know, would, uh, would come to me and say, hey, I overdrafted for the fourth time. And I was like, why? What is wrong with you? And so I created an actual course that I would try to teach people like in person, just very informal. And people would say, oh, that sounds awesome. And then they would never show up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so finally I realized maybe I'll try it on a blog because maybe people are more comfortable reading and thinking about money from their own comforts of their own dorm room. And that insight, uh, which was totally accidental, I learned many years later is very common in financial services. People don't want to go to events about money because it makes them feel bad about themselves. Right. Makes a lot of sense. And you've done an incredible job. And, and I, I read an article, I, I believe it was an interview you did on ProBlogger, and there was also an article that went along with it talking about how you know you waited to monetize, and, and at the beginning it was scary, and all these different things that happened. Because honestly, you didn't start... you. Were you the type of person, correct me if I'm wrong here, when you started your blog, you're like, I want to get all this information out there. I want, to, I want to help people. I want to do these different things. Did you have a strategy at the beginning of saying, and by the way, this is how this is all going to turn into a business model? Or was it a case of let's get it up there and, and, and let's, let's build a community and we'll figure that part out later? Yeah, I wish I had had some grandiose strategy <laughs> that I was hiding in my pocket like this. But actually, uh, no, I really just wanted to write stuff because – you know, I felt that I had a message that people needed to hear. And I'll tell you that message. I was sick and tired of most financial experts going around telling people what they can't do with money, right? No, no, no. No, you can't spend money on lattes. No, you can't buy those jeans. No, you can't go on vacation. And I looked at my friends and we were just like, what a joke. That's not how we're going to live. We want to go out. We want to buy drinks for our friends at the bar. We want to have a good time. Right. And so all this advice was just totally useless. And at the same time, I was studying persuasion and social influence really learning how people work, what really motivates people to change their, their behavior. Mm -hmm. And I saw this advice like, here's yet another compound interest chart. Who cares? That's not understanding the persuasion. In fact, we all know we need to do this. We know we need to call our parents more, work out more, eat less, manage our money, but we don't. So that nexus, that psychological nexus is really where I live, trying to help people figure out why they're not doing what they know they need to do. Oh, very cool. And, and I don't want to, this isn't, we're going to really dissect one of your cool products here in a second here. But I have to ask this question just because I know it's, it's one of those burning ones on everyone's mind is that, you know, because I know I get this question a lot too, being a, be doing video show, but people ask, you know, how things go from obscurity or, you know, you and grandmama and the cat checking it out to, you know, 300,000 people or whatever. And, and I know it's not the easiest question to ask because it's rarely like I did this one magic thing and then all the people came in and they all love me and, and, and these things happen. But can you point to any over those years and including now um, where, where of course changes over time as you get bigger, but how some of those, how you basically drew attention to the blog uh, just to get people kind of excited about it and into the world? Yeah, I mean, I think people are often always looking for the shiny tactical nugget that they right. can use. Like, oh, he A-B tested this and this was the, 
the text that he used. He moved it right to the, he moved it one yeah. centimeter to the left yeah. and then everyone came flooding in. And the yeah. color is yellow and all of a sudden he has 50,000 readers. Okay, it doesn't work like that. However, what I would like to talk about actually today is really focusing on some of the nuance of really getting in people's heads and really helping to change their behavior. So, you know, if you kind of want a tactical bunch of tricks, then you should probably go listen somewhere else. But I will tell you some of the stuff that has been far more powerful. Okay, so for example, I could split test subject lines all day long. We have a very large list. I do split test occasionally, but I find that I can often get a 5,000% increase, 500 to 5,000% increase in revenue, not in conversion, in revenue, if I focus more of my time on other things like the offer, right, the copy, those kind of things. So would you rather get a 36% bump in open rates, which by the way, most people don't tell you this, those bumps when you change the color of your button or whatever, they tend to actually regress to the mean in about six months. Most people don't tell you that. Or would you focus on getting a 500 to 5,000% boom or boost in your revenue because you're doing some of this stuff behind the scenes? That's what I want to talk about. Right, and, and exactly, and, and the, let's focus on the latter then. Yeah, so, so one, I'll tell you back from the early days, and you can actually go back to the 2004 uh, post that I wrote, and you can read them. Still today, there are almost no comments. For six months, there are no mm -hmm. comments. But you can see that what I, I did a couple things to stand out. At that time, there were about 12 personal finance blogs. And at that point, I considered myself a personal finance blogger. And so I wrote these posts that were pretty long. And even today, they would maybe be considered pretty long for a post. So number one, what did that do? Basically, like illiterate people and people who want top 10 lists, they can't, con they can't even fathom that so they leave. And I'm right. like, good. I don't want stupid people. Right, because so that's, also, that's also not going to be the people that – yeah, exactly. You're, you're quantifying by, by the types of content that you create. Exactly. So I'm filtering them automatically. If they come in, there's a five-page post. They're like, oh, my God, I can't read this. Goodbye. So they leave, which is great. It leaves the smart people. So I was writing this stuff for them, and I was kind of just trying to lay out my philosophy. You'll notice if you go back there that I use words that I don't use today. For example, I talked about budgeting, banking, budgeting, saving, and investing. Those were the four pillars. Well, over time, I actually got far more sophisticated uh, with my thinking, but back then I had these ideas and I was kind of, I was, I thought they were good, but I was also fleshing them out. I treated my site like a laboratory. Well, one of the ways that my first big break I can remember is, uh, I told you I was a cocky college kid. So right. I went to the Wall Street Journal and I was like, hey guys, you guys are all right, but you don't really have anything for young people. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a column for you and I'll do it for free. But I really think that here's why you need young people. You know, we're, we're growing up, blah, 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 and no one's responding to us. So I, I somehow finagled uh, the email address of a reporter. They didn't love have it. email addresses publicly then. It's a ballsy thought, move. This is a ballsy move, and I love it, by the way. So I went, and this reporter kind of didn't reply the first time. Second time, I just, what I would do, this is very important, I would reping every couple of weeks, never trying to, like, hammer home my message, but really just trying to be, like, value add. For example, I would say, um, hey, this is a pretty interesting post you may not have read by someone else that I knew but the reporter probably didn't read. Check it out. I think you'll find it interesting. Or, hey, I noticed what you wrote in that last column. That was, that was very interesting. However, I, I think I would have also added this. Take a look at this research. So there, that. And then sometimes I'd just be like, oh, I went to speak at MIT or whatever. Okay, so the reporter kind of finally was like, well, who is this guy? And forwarded me to an editor. Editor blows me off for another two or three months as well. This is a six-month process. Finally, I keep following up every two, three, four weeks. I get a phone call one day, and a reporter says, hi, we're writing a story on personal finance blogs, and we'd love to feature you. And in, in fact, that day, they 
put me on the web with a link in the first paragraph. Oh, wow. That's bad. And I still, it's, I still remember 9,000 visitors that day. 9,000. Unbelievable. Which was incredible. And interestingly, when they put me in the actual print version, the traffic was negligible. But the fact that I was one of the first personal finance bloggers to get covered like that, uh, I, re I started to realize the importance of both direct uh, marketing, mm -hmm. so getting my link, and also brand. Right? I could legitimately put that Wall Street Journal logo. So following that whole process of how can you add value to other people first, instead of trying to get them to promote your blog, uh, that, I, I still follow that principle now, and now the media has gotten, uh, I guess, a little bit bigger. But you know, every reporter I talk to, the first thing I say to them is, listen, I know sometimes you need a source. I can get you any source 24-7 within 20 minutes. So if you ever need a source, call me, and I will get it for you within 20 minutes. And they're like, oh my god. And I mean it too. Right. That's how. That's how you know I've worked with the press to help them, and you know it, it all comes back. Yeah, and and basically what you did there was you kind of well you kind of you did you position yourself as not the pushy push, but the guy who's the trusted resource who's got the connections, he's got the knowledge, he's got the links, he's got whatever it may be to help out, and that's kind of how it happened. So that's interesting approach though because. You know, everyone has a different. There's no one size fits all way that anything becomes popular per se. It just otherwise we'd all do the same thing and we'd all be very very popular. But um, you know, that's interesting that you really had that sort of um, traditional media approach that some people either often overlook or they say that's going to be way too difficult. Pain in the yeah. butt. I'm not dealing with that. It's it's a it's a great point because I think especially in the early days, my my trajectory was unusual. Because honestly, uh, back then there weren't that many personal finance blogs. Mm -hmm. Now, if I were starting off today, if I wanted to build up my site, I would probably start off by getting you know a core group of say three to five thousand users, and I would do that by going to the other great blogs. And I've actually written uh, a write-up called uh, you know how to write a guest post for I Will Teach You Be Rich, and it's extremely long. And I show how I've done guest posts for the New York Times or Life Hacker or whatever, Tim Ferriss's blog. And I spend 15 to 20 hours on each of those guest posts, right? And they're long and they have data and they have video. And my whole point of how I will teach you to be rich um, has, I've tried to make it stand out, is that um, doing most, more of what everyone else is doing is a surefire path to mediocrity. Mm -hmm. So if you're writing another blog about top oh ten, God, top ten top ways 10, to save money or something, yeah, or yeah. hey, let's quit our jobs and go live on an island. Like, guess what? There's a hundred thousand other people writing about that. What is your USP? What is what? What makes you different? So for me, it was that I wasn't telling people to stop spending money on lattes. I was actually telling people, look, if you want to spend five thousand dollars a year on shoes, awesome, do it. Let me show you how to do it. And also, automate your money instead of thinking like people use this phrase. They're like. Yeah, I just need to save up. I just need to try harder. I just need to save a hundred bucks a month, right? We do the same thing with weight, especially in January. And what I said was, look, and I showed the research too. It's not about simply obeying willpower. It's about setting up systems and automation and understanding psychology. So I think people were like, wait a minute, this kind of resonates with me. And over time, we both grew together. Makes sense. And and what, you know, a lot of times you ask popular bloggers uh, in every or content creators in any capacity that have been at it for a while the old dodge the old like kind of comment and, and tell me if you agree with this or disagree with this is that yeah you know I did certain things you know guest posting and doing this and been it but the number one thing besides the content because let's just assume the content's amazing and that's a big assumption uh, but yeah. uh, uh, content is great is that the number one thing that really is the reason why 
my blog has skyrocketed or my content has skyrocketed is one word and that is consistency. And that might be that, you know, it was a certain uh, days were always posted on and I was always on, you know, Twitter commenting or I was always on this forum commenting or whatever the consistent see things were there at least were something that was consistent um, and that was one of the reasons that I've heard a lot of people say you know I just kept going and 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 that is one of the major reasons why it's been successful is that do you find it to be true false or a little fluffy what do you think yeah I, I partly agree but I partly disagree so I think consistency is necessary but it's not sufficient to make it to a level that makes you break out of everyone else for example there are many hmm. bloggers who have been consistently writing for seven years and they're, you know, they may have a very sort of readership similar to when they started. So you can be consistent, but if you don't have something else that puts you over the top, consistency alone will not uh, break you, you know, kind of help you break out of that, uh, the, the group that you started in. Got it. Got it. I, I like. I don't like. I don't want anyone just to agree with everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. no, I get it. It's, it's but it's but it's an important element. But yeah, it's not going to be like if you just write every day that it's just going to magically happen and do nothing else. Um, let's jump into the big subject matter that we're going to talk today, and that is products. And you've done a lot of different products. You've uh, you know monetized smartly. You didn't do it right away. You waited. You did different things. And I think it'd be kind of cool. And we talked about this beforehand to dissect one of your coolest products and kind of talk about it. And, and you said, you know what, we got to talk about the Earn 1K uh, product. T t first of all, tell us what that product is as we get started before we really deep dive way into this. We're going naked. We're going in. Let's do it. All right. So the history of monetization on my site in 30 seconds is I never started my site to make money. In fact, I didn't even put ads on it for two years because I didn't care. I didn't care about making 500 bucks a month or $1,000 a month. It just didn't matter to me. I wanted to provide an amazing experience for my readers. And with a name like I Will Teach You To Be Rich, I was very cognizant that people come to the site, they're like, who's this weird Indian guy? And oh, he's got 6,000 ads on the site, F him. So it was clean and it was like very, very sort of uh, detailed material. So finally, um, one day I created an ebook and I had it professionally designed and I charged, and I still laugh about this, $4.95. I was petrified that people would call me a sellout. And in fact, I had such low self-esteem about how this product would do that I didn't even have a distribution like tool or software or anything. I literally was just going to email to people who bought me because I thought like 50 people would buy it. Oh, meaning like, you, like literally you would collect the money and yeah. you would physically go into your email and be yeah. like, all right, here's your ebook. Yeah, because I didn't think anyone would buy it, right? Seriously, I, I literally did not believe anyone would. Okay, so I sold over a thousand copies of that. Wow. And in fact, funny enough, that, that thing is like four years old. I still get orders from it. I don't even know where the orders come from because I don't even think it's available on my site. So there must be a link somewhere. Anyway, after I did that, I kind of was like, wait a minute, like people actually do buy content online if they trust you and you provide something that's helping them. So over time, I ended up testing a variety of different monetization methods. Everything from advertising, sponsorships, mm -hmm. uh, speaking, and then products. Now with products, I have run the gamut of pricing. The $4.95 ebook was my lowest. I did $8 a month, which through conversion testing, I was able to raise that price to $47 a month with no difference in conversion. Uh, I did, I've done ebooks uh, at the price points of uh, $97, and I've done courses anywhere from uh, $149 all the way up to recently $12,000. $12,000 so, on a course. Yeah, what was yeah. that course, just out of curiosity? That was a course called Dream Job Elite, and it was for a small group of people. 
And uh, not only did I give them access to material that no one else has ever seen on finding their dream job, including how to negotiate, interviews, uh, networking, all this stuff that I learned when I was at Stanford and I practiced against some of the world's top companies, but I also had them come to New York and we did mm. two days of live teardowns, brought in some experts. Got it. So it was a live, live deal as well. <clears throat> okay. So you've yeah. seen, so basically bottom line is you've, you've, Kind of tried it all. I mean, not all, but a lot uh, when it comes to creating something uh, of value for people to buy. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the underlying theme here has been experimentation and testing. And uh, you know, my buddy Tim Ferriss and I, we both have a love of this, and we both share some of our uh, you know our inside uh, knowledge when we do tests. And that has made all the difference. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that. Rather than sitting in this room and concocting some grandiose theory about what people will buy and what they'll pay, what, what's more important and what I've found to be more influential has been coming up with a testing process uh, that allows you to really not just hear what people say, but actually watch what they do. And over time, your intuition gets tuned, but you always have to go back to the testing and look at the data. Okay, so let's talk about that testing process as we start with this product. And you can use this product as an example or whatever it may be. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that's something that I think scares the crap out of people. It's like they just either don't want to do something, and that's a whole other process of fear. And then the other one is, you know, I want to do it, but I'm nervous. I don't want to test. I don't want to do the thing. And, and you know, we, we all know the story of Tim. He's, he's been on the show before of doing things, you know, where he was do these crazy AdWords campaigns. And that's how he got the four hour work week. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff we know. Let's talk about this earn 1k uh, product a bit here. And, and maybe you can apply your testing theories to this. How did you find out what one, what, you know, kind of uh, how this product was going to work and, and how did you test it and all that kind of stuff? Okay. I, I wrote a book called I Will Teach You Be Rich and my publisher sent me on a book tour in 2009. So um, it, was interesting. it was a very interesting time for me because um, the, you know, the book, when we, when we released it, it went to number one on all of Amazon and it became awesome. an instant New York Times bestseller. So we, what I realized was my audience was really, really engaged and they, they, they cared for me and they cared for the material that I'd been writing for free for years. So remember that I didn't... Uh, I started in 2004, the book came out in 2009, so I spent yeah. years and years developing theories. Five years. Yeah. Five years. So, so I go on book tour, and in every city I go to, I ask, you know, these are like some of my biggest fans, right? They come out in the middle of the day, the middle of nowhere, and I was like, what do you guys wish I wrote more about? And almost to a person in almost every city, they said, Ramit, I love your automation stuff, it works, I love this negotiation stuff, investing, I want to know how to earn more. And I was like, really? <laughs> That's kind of, isn't that kind of scammy? And they're like, I don't care. I just want to know how to earn more money. So, okay, after City 1, City 2, City 5, I was like, huh. So I go back to my team and I was like, all right, guys, let's do a little bit of research on this. And so we did what we call cloud research. We spent a couple of months basically evaluating the whole market. And we realized there were about four or five areas of earning more. So there is uh, negotiating your salary, passive income. Right. Um, there's uh, freelancing. And then there's a couple more. And we looked at it and we, for the most part, um, we focus on freelancing. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, I think the passive space is really crowded. Two, I just don't think it's palatable for most people. I, I, I don't believe that most people can earn passive income. It's really, I earn passive income and it's really hard. So I like to start off with freelancing. Fortunately, I had had experience doing freelancing as a consultant okay. and so had some other people on my team. So we had some... Um, like different and fresh theories about how to do it, like how to raise your pricing from $20 an hour to $3,000 an hour. So how do you go up that gamut? So we, um, 
what we did was we started doing some testing. Now, this is the difference. This is our secret sauce. Okay, right? here we go. I'm, I'm getting ready. ready. I'm going to eat it. We're all going to eat the secret sauce here. So. so most people, what they do when they create a product is they sit in a room and they think about what it is they know and they kind of verbally vomit it onto a piece of paper or a book or whatever. And, and it's, it's like an expert fallacy. I learned this idea from a very sophisticated marketer. But it turns out that nobody really cares about your table of contents. What they want to know is, how do I integrate this into my life? Mm -hmm. So instead of us writing down a 40-page table of contents on everything under the sun about earning money, we realize nobody wants to read a dictionary or an encyclopedia of earning more. They just want to know, give me the steps to earn more and show me that this works. So instead of sitting in a room, what we did was we created, we first started by doing a pretty extensive research process. We bought every course, every book, every product we could find on earning more money. Okay, we evaluated them all. And then we came up with our thesis, our table of contents. Then we started testing. So we collected, um, by the time of the first launch, over 25,000 data points. So surveys, emails, one-on-one wow. -on -one chats, group chats, even calls and in-persons. We really wanted to know some questions like, why do you want to earn money? That in and of itself is a really difficult question to answer. And I'm going to actually tell you what we found. Mm -hmm. So why do you think this audience who's primarily guys in their 20s and 30s, why do you think the number one reason they want to earn money is? Uh, let's see. The number one reason, well, let's see, because my first reaction is that it would be freedom, but it's not going to be the case. Um, I, I think within the guy, specifically males in their 20s and 30s, it's probably to spend more money on something like um, either like sports experiences or, or fun stuff with friends or, or nights out or something like that. That's what's coming into my brain for some reason. Okay. You and I are on the same wavelength because that's what I, I was sure. That, like, was your, yeah. that was your theory. I was like, this okay. was literally in my head. I said, these guys want to fly to Vegas for a weekend and drop $2,000 and let's, let's show them how to do it. But we went to the research and it's not. It, it's not that I want to live like a baller. That's not number one. That's not even number two. Number one was I want to have the option to eventually quit my job. Not quit my job, but have the option. That is a profundly subtle point that changes everything about the product and the market. Let me yes, give you it another, does. It does. Let me give you another couple of insights that we learned. So why is it called earn 1K on the side? Any idea? Uh I don't know. I mean, I, my guess would be that you that you said uh, that that they didn't want to do this as the primary thing. So it's like a you know, I guess a side thing. The one K, I guess, is is an attainable number. Um, I don't know. I'm, I I have no idea actually. I'm just pulling at straws. So no, that's pretty close. Yeah. Um, many of my students who turn out to be successful earn tens of thousands of dollars. Okay, but if we put earn ten K, they said, I don't believe it. Seems I less attainable. Seems, exactly. seems less, that's, that's what I was trying to say and I muttered all the way through it. Yeah, it seems like 1K, it's like, I could earn 1K. I could yeah. do 1K. The exact language they used was, I'm not the type of person that could earn 10K. The second piece we found was, um, when you talk about earning money, people tend to believe that they have to quit their job, start the next Google, and raise all this venture capital. What is that? Okay, no, you don't. Terrible. Fact, Terrible. Most of you will never raise venture capital. Right. Most of you don't need to, and most of you cannot. Most people cannot raise venture capital. So, um, so we had to be really clear about that. So anyway, we discovered these insights, and we packaged it up into our product. And the product, so because of what we found in our research, we knew that it, it needed to be more comprehensive than an ebook. 
We knew that we wanted to show people some of the body language you use when you go in to negotiate with a client. And in fact, we wanted to show them the actual emails you send to people. So we uh, crafted a video course. And it's an eight-week course. And I guess I can talk to you about the launch if you're interested in it. Oh, we, uh, we are interested in it. I got, we have so much. We're gonna, I'm, like, I'm like the monkey on the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yes. No, you, you, share, you, sh you just share your little heart out. Okay, so, so we did a uh, launch. We felt fairly confident that we really deeply understood people. In fact, you know how, you know how like wives, they always like to say that they understand their husbands better than, they, than their husbands know themselves? Yeah, you know I, hear, I hear that often from my wife. Yeah, exactly. And they actually are usually right. Yeah. Well, we found the same thing to be true finally when we felt complete. We knew the words that they were going to use before they used them. The language, the barriers slash excuses. We knew as much as we could possibly know. So we felt good. We felt like we'd done a great job researching. And um, we had tested out our material and we had tested that on many, many people and it worked. So that's, a, that's another key insight. If you just, a lot of times people will come up with their idea and they're like, this is great. And then they never actually test it. And I want to give you a, a clear comparison. Because, and the reason I'm telling you this is this is how we were able to charge 100 times what my competitors charge. Okay. So that's why I'm telling you this. All right. So you ever hear um, personal finance books telling you, like, keep a budget? Oh, yeah. Uh, every, every single one of them, right? Exactly. That is a perfect example of some expert sitting in their room coming up with some piece of advice and never actually going out to the, to the real world and testing it. Had they given that chapter to someone and said, follow this for 30 days and send me a weekly report, within two weeks they would have realized nobody's following that budget anymore. So it infuriates me when I see advice that is clearly untested. It infuriates me because they didn't even take the time to do it and now they're selling it and it doesn't even work and you know what happens? Customers, they usually don't blame the experts, they blame themselves. They say, if I just tried hard and that drives me nuts. So we tested it on people. And it worked after with some tweaking. So we go out to the market and our first launch, we had three tiers, $497, $1,497, and I believe it was $2,497. So we did a launch. Um, we, we actually did a, 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 it was almost a one month launch. It was three, four weeks of free material. My goal okay. was to have them earn $1,000 with my free material. I always like my free stuff to be better than anyone else's paid stuff. Got it. And then we opened up the course for one week, okay, and they could join and after that we shut it down. So we did, um, we did pretty well, I guess, for our, this was our, our, like our flagship launch. Um, and some of the numbers that I'm comfortable revealing with you, um, we did, in our first hour, we did over $100,000. Holy shit balls. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. And then, um, good start. That yeah, was a good start. <laughs> the other funny thing was, um, we had totally misprojected certain things. So that the highest tier, twenty four ninety seven, I had one of the people on my team was uh, going to coach them, and I, I literally still have this Excel model. It was a, a model where we projected out what we thought we would get, okay. and we thought, just like with my four dollar ninety five cent ebook, we thought we would get two sales of the highest tier. I actually wrote the copy so that people would join the middle tier. I didn't even write right. the top tier. We sold, we had 25 slots. We sold out in one hour. That's unbelievable. And I was like, this is, I went through like the stages of denial. First, I was like, the data has to be wrong. Then I found out the data was right. This is in real time. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And then, but the coach is sitting there like, I'm going to kill you, Ramit. 
which I found even more hilarious. So we learned a lot of these things over time. And going forward then, we did a couple of tweaks which have really helped grow the business. One was we doubled the prices. Right? We realized from our conversion rates that they were actually too good. And you can have too good of conversion rates. Okay? Is so there a certain percentage there that you were looking at or was it just something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are different KPIs we look at in, inside the business, but, you know, the, let's say that uh, you have a product that's several hundred dollars, and I'm just going to make up numbers here, but let's say you're converting at 10%, uh -huh. that, that's converting too good. That means you probably need to raise your price, or you need to be getting more people in your funnel. Okay, so there are these numbers that, as you get more intuitive with the, the conversion numbers, you'll start to see trends that others may not. So that was one thing we did. We raised prices. And we, t we had told people up front, we're like, look, if you don't join, we may raise prices. And we did. Um, we also um, uh, we went to an evergreen model. So launches, you know, uh, people see a lot of launches and they get really excited about them. And actually, they can make a lot of money for some people. But they're very draining on the team. And also, you don't want to be always selling something to your, your loyal Right. Followers and reach. It just right. burns everybody out. Right. So we turned it into an evergreen model and that took us about a, almost two years to really figure out. And so at any given moment you can go to my site, if you join, you'll get a bunch of free stuff and then you will also be, be given access later to buy Earn1K. You cannot buy it directly. You cannot go to my site right now and buy Earn1K because I don't want you to. I want you to go through my material, get qualified and there are certain people I accept in the program and certain people I don't. And I want only the best because I'm not out to just like I'm not out to maximize revenue, which is a very odd thing for people to say. Let me clarify. Mm -hmm. I'm not out to maximize revenue in the short term. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think a lot of people, what they do is you'll see a lot of sophisticated marketers. They spend a lot of time figuring out how quickly can I convert? Oh, I convert them in seven days. Can I convert them in four? Well, that's certainly one way to go. But what about if you become their trusted source for life? Yeah. Then, Revenues become no issue at all. You're actually just helping them. And I have students that will be with me for life. Imagine if you use some of my stuff, which I have, I have hundreds and thousands of testimonials, and they're like, you help me negotiate a 70% raise, or you help me negotiate $25,000 on this deal. They're going to be with me for life. And I think that's the goal that I'm going for. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of things to dissect here, and just a few random questions too. And, and uh, first of all, um, the 100000 in the first hour is amazing, and then I'm assuming it's grown from there. So I mean, we're talking about a product that's, that's done probably seven figures on, on that. Is that, a fair, is that a fair number? No? Well, it's a pretty mature product. Let's call it that. Okay, so it's a mature product. Um, when you mention just a couple of just random random things that are popping into my head here. Number number one is when you mention your team. Um, are you talking? Do you have a small team, big team? And it, because just because you know sometimes I say we and it's it's just me sometimes. And sometimes, <laughs> and, sometimes and sometimes I say we and it means me and like three other people. So it, it depends on. I know it's all about context. You mentioned a coach. So is there a few people? Just just we don't really need to highlight this for a long time. But just real quickly, do you, what was this team? Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I I do have a team. Um, and basically, you know, we have different people and it ebbs and flows. So sometimes I may need more people, like during a launch, which I'm in right now, I would need more people maybe to help out with customer service or some analytic specialization. But um, in general, at the scale that we grew to, we started needing people like customer support. Uh -huh. um, we started needing people like design, technology. Um, I have uh, one person who helps me with um, certain areas of course development. So all of these things kind of come together. Um, and Building a team has been a whole nother, you know, part of, of the business, but it's a classic entrepreneur's tale. I'm the, I'm the prototypical entrepreneur, you know, 
a uh, little nervous about giving up control, right. but ultimately I realize I have to. And so that has been uh, actually a big challenge for the business as I've gone on. All right, cool. And on the price point on the product, when you did it, and I understand increasing it with the conversions and things like that. At the beginning, though, um, I'm assuming, number one, that at least some of that came from research or things that you figured out in terms of pricing. But I find it interesting just because of the name of the product and the pricing itself. It's like the Earn 1K, and then you have the pricing where uh, uh, at least two of them, I think, that you mentioned, maybe maybe I'll, maybe at least two, especially when you doubled it, um, was more than the promise in the late name of the product. Now, I understand that it was like most people are going to try to earn 100000 or 10000 or whatever it may be, but uh, was that anything that of a concern? Like if I had if I had to like make an extra $50 a month product and then charge $75 for yeah. it, and I understand how you'd make that up after two months, but, yeah, but yeah. It, what was kind of the theory there, if that makes that's any actually, sense? That's actually, um, that's actually a very, very good question. And um, let me tell you what I think, and then let me tell you what the market thinks, okay. because they're two different things. So earn 1K on the side. First, you learn how to earn $1,000. Then you learn how to earn $1,000 a month. Then you use what I call my tuner strategy to be able to earn $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 a month. And if you want to go full-time, many of my students have. So that's, well, it seems very clear to me. Right. If you have the possibility of even earning just $1,000 a month for the rest of your life, it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. Totally. Okay, totally. seems logical. Well, the market needs you to really be crystal clear about that. So when we first did it, especially when we first came out with our raised price point, which is now $997, there were a lot of people who said, this is what they, I love the, the language they use. Oh, I know. I know how to make a thousand dollars. I'll just not buy Ramit's course. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's more clever than most of the trolls that are out there. By oh the way, my right? god. I mean, and there are so many people who say the same thing about my book, right? And and they're like, I'll save you. It's like eight dollars, right? Eight or thirteen ninety five. Just don't buy his book. Okay. It, it actually is profoundly sad to me because yes, they're kind of joking, but they're kind of not. Right. And the point is, you can choose to save by not investing in yourself. But take two people, one person who saves $8 here or even $997 here, another person who invests in themselves. If they invest and they implement and a little bit of luck, imagine right. the difference in those people. All of my top performing friends invest heavily. I myself spend over $50,000 a year on self-development. So I had to do – this is very important for the people who are developing courses and any kind of paid material. You have to explain that in great logic and great detail so that people understand it. You also have to um, manage their fears. Mm -hmm. So you can't just say money back guarantee. We started off with a 30 day money back guarantee. Remember the course is 60 days. We actually doubled it. So you can now take my entire course and if for any reason you don't like it, um, we refund all of your money. But you have to go deeper. You have to explain what should they get out of your course concretely. Most people never go to this level of detail. They just say, you'll feel more confident. Well, I don't, I feel more confident if I go, you know, if someone hits on me, I feel right. confident. But that's not why I'm buying this product. I want, and we told them, three paying clients. And then I explain why. Mm -hmm. So you can't just tell them you're going to make $1,000. Explain how, explain why, explain what happens if they don't do it. All of these sort of 360 kaleidoscope perspective uh, materials can really help you show these people, your potential customers, why or if they should use your material. At the same time, I also tell them who I don't want. 
So, for example, yeah, and this we were talking before we hop into this because we we were talking this a little bit before that one of the most interesting and I don't even want to say marketing because it's not even falling into that category, but I guess it is partly marketing and branding is that you also have disqualifying, not yeah. just not just anyone with the bling bling that shows up at the door gets the present. Uh, there there's some disqualifying here, and I find this to be very very interesting. Well, I, I spend a lot of time on my material. Um, Earn 1K, the first version took over a year to build, and it cost me a significant amount of money. We then released Earn like 1K. six figures? Are yeah. we talking? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, by the way, the, I don't even need to ask questions today because this is like my whole thing in front of me. You're just going right through. I don't even need to ask anything. <laughs> I, may as well, I may as well sit back and relax. So, okay. No, no, no. So th then we released Earn 1K 2.0. We collected another 25,000 data points. We even refined things further. With Dream Job, which is a new course, How to Find Your Dream Job, I spent over $250,000 of my own money. Wow, okay? really? And 12 to 18 months building this, tested it. In fact, we tested it so rigorously, we spent four months going down one path. When we tested that, we realized we had taken a wrong turn. We had to throw away all that material and start again. Mm -hmm. So I, I am not selling or even giving away information. That's not the business I'm in. If you want information, you go to Google. Yep. You come Results. to me. You want results? Oh, I got it. Yeah, you what want an experience? Exactly. So, I, so, you know, my background being in persuasion, social influence, I know how to change behavior. That's what I do. That's what I want to do. And so if you want information, you'll find it very interesting that a lot of people come to me, they're like, Rami, you already said that. And you're like, uh, what's new? What's new about this? They're always looking for the new, new, new thing. But often they haven't even implemented what's in front of them. So what I do to them is I say, you're not allowed to buy my stuff. And here's how I do it. One way is um, uh, I, for example, don't allow people with credit card debt. So this has been a pretty interesting decision wow. I made. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who has credit card debt is not allowed to buy one of my flagship courses. And that costs me significantly It has to be six day. figures plus. I mean, because yeah. there's a lot of people. And by the way, how do you find out if they have credit card debt? Is it, it's very interesting, me? actually. It's very interesting. By the way, you know. Yeah. I send the Grim Reaper to their house and I'm like, show me your credit card yeah. statement. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually very interesting. So I tell people, I have it um, repeatedly in my funnel and on the sales page. And um, it is so interesting because we survey people. We, we are constantly surveying people. And we know that um, people send me emails. In fact, just in the last hour, they, they will send me an email saying, I would love to join your course, but right now we're paying off credit card debt. I'll, I'll be back when the time is right. And I say, great. However, there's no real way for me to check if they have credit card debt, which is kind of funny. So I, they basically, I have to rely on my own persuasive abilities slash my ability to scare them. But there is a, an actual stick at the end of the tunnel because um, of the people who request a refund, a huge percentage of them do it because they have credit card debt wow. and because they have yeah. so they So I find out anyway, and then do you know what I do? I ban them for life. And I tell them this up front. If you try to deceive me, and you put yourself in a worse situation. You're banned for life. You can never buy another one of my courses. So I want to explain w the theory behind this because you can copy the tactic, but I want you to understand the theory so that you know your viewers can can apply it to their own business. This is not just a stick. This is you creating material that's better than anyone else's for whatever reason. For me, it's because of the research we do and the testing. It could be whatever. It could be that you're just genius and you have insights that no one else has. Whatever. But you have to understand that um, you're not giving away information, okay? You're giving away valuable material and you better be. You better be testing it and tracking it and getting so many testimonials you have to hire people to manage your testimonials. But 
If you do that, then you have the right to choose who gets to see it and who does not. I was always inspired by sushi restaurants. There's a lot of sushi restaurants I know of where I walk in there and I'm just like, I'm looking at it from a business perspective, right? And I'm like, I could increase the profit of this restaurant overnight 15% by putting in two more tables and they have plenty of space and there's a line out the door. And you know what I realized? These guys don't care. Profit is not their number one motive. So I was inspired by restaurants with lines out the door when they could just tweak it and fulfill right. their demand. But I wanted to say, you know, how do I do that online? How do I work with the people that I want to work with and tell the other people politely, but say, you know what, this probably isn't for you. Right now, it's better for you to get on your feet, get your finances in order. Go, go get my book. It's eight bucks. Or go check it out from the library. Go check out these other sites. When the time is right, I'll be here for you. First, people often get angry when I first release this policy. Now, and because I've figured out how to explain it better, it's actually focused on them, right? I don't want to take $1,000 from someone who's in credit card debt. I want them to get their act in order and come back, and I will be here waiting for them, and that's when we begin our relationship. Yeah, it, there's, there's so many different factors that go into this. Now, I want to th I'm thinking about this. For people that are looking to launch products and, you know, or courses or things like that, you know, me being one of them, you know, we, we talked about this beforehand. I got, I'm working on something as well, is that there, there might be – you know, we hear some of these things that you mentioned and they make sense and then you're like, holy crap. Like meaning you put a quarter of a million dollars into a, a product yeah. or more. You've put, you know, you have a whole team doing research and knocking on doors and scaring, no, you're not scaring people, but you know, doing, doing research. There's a lot of all this in-depth yeah. stuff that's going on behind the scenes and obviously this is something that's evolved, you know, as you go from product to a new product or, or new direction for people that are looking to get, you know, number one out there. You know, they don't have $250,000 to go spend on it. And, and they're, they're, they have a community, though, that they've built up. And, it, you know, it's people that are, you know, passionate dog owners, right? And yeah. now they're going to create the ultimate how to get your dog to talk to you in, in five, you know, I don't know, whatever, uh, ebook or something like that. Yeah. Should we be scared by the amount of stuff that you've done into this? No. Or is this a case of like, you know what, do the best you can, get it up there, figure it out, and then keep refining your process? Or what do you see? I, I never, when I released my $4.95 ebook, I would have right. never invested 250k. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the 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 level of product creation that I'm at now is only a result of lots of mistakes, lots of testing, and lots of trying different things, but in a thoughtful way. So let me suggest a couple of things to the people who are thinking about starting their first product. The first thing I would say is, go understand your users. Not, don't just make it up. I actually have a survey. Uh, we talked about this before. I actually want to hook your readers up with it. So, okay, um, cool. This is a survey that um, I used, which has generated over $100,000 in revenue. Just this one survey alone. And then I also took one of my students. She had a survey, and I actually I have an audio clip. It's, it's pretty long. It's like 30 minutes, I think, where I take her survey, and I show her the theory behind how to take it from here to here. Sweet. So let me give you that URL. Okay. Um, it's IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com slash rise to the top. All right. No the or, or is there a the? There is a the. So I will teach you to be rich.com slash rise to the top. No, I mean, but the rise to the top or rise to the top? Just rise to the top. Got it. Easy. Just yeah. like our Facebook page, folks. So it'll, it's I will teach you to be rich.com slash rise to the top. Okay, cool. So that's the first thing, which is try to survey people. You don't need a massive list. Even 20 responses to mm -hmm. one question is a great start. 
And what I like to do is get them to talk about it in their own language. So I see a lot of mistakes. People send out surveys and they have like bullet points, like choose which one is most important to you. Don't do that. You're looking for qualitative responses, essay responses. And you want to say like, hey, what's, you know, tell me what's more important to you. Is it earning money or is it saving money? Oh, okay. Why? Tell me a story. And let them say it in their own words. So now you get 20 or 30 responses and you really look at those, you pour over those and you say, oh, it's really interesting. Like, it turns out that um, these people want to earn more money because they've cut to the bone and they just don't see anywhere else to go. Okay, or whatever. So, you know, I know you're working on an interview product. So my question would be, you know, I'd ask them something like, um, have you ever interviewed anyone? If yes, how did it go? If not, are you planning to? And then have them answer that in their own words. Right there alone, that tells you if you have a viable product. Because if, if people have not and they have no intention of, well, who are you going to sell to? Right. Um, so, so there's that. And then you kind of want to know, like, what are their challenges? What are, they, what are their hopes, fears, and dreams? What do they look forward to? What are their barriers? Mm -hmm. So these are all things that you can survey. That's the first thing I would suggest. The second thing is... Um, there's a three-part model that I would use to create my first product, okay? I didn't have this when I started, but this is kind of a pattern. Okay. First, you understand their needs. So right. that's what we just talked about. Sure. Second, you now come up with a modality, the way that you are going to give them information or material. So, um, you know, some, for something simple, like when I started off, it was like an ebook, which right. is a great way to start, right? And you can, ebooks are generally priced between $27 and $97. Perfect. Um, I probably wouldn't do an expensive, more a product more expensive than that for my first product. It's just too risky. But you know, for for example, for Dream Job, we know that people want all this other stuff. So the modality is going to be a video course and some live. Course. Right, right. So it's your, it's your packaging and how you how it's delivered. Exactly. And third and final and way down the line is pricing. Mm -hmm. People often get stuck on pricing first. They're like, I want to create a forty-seven dollar product, and like no, no it's not about you it's about what do your readers want and once you can figure that out and what kind of packaging they want the pricing falls out of that okay makes a lot makes a lot of sense and sound advice there and i want to i want to leave folks and this has been super interesting today i know we've all learned a lot we're going to have a lot of pencils going or things clicking i know that as people watch and listen today i want to though uh mention this because you've been so generous with your time today i you have something cool that that you've mentioned a couple times here i want to make sure that people know about this might be it might be a cool fit or or you know if it's not a fit it might be something that they want to pass on to someone that they know it is a fit for so it's always benefit telling about cool stuff you got going on so tell us about find find your dream job what that's all about so after earn 1k we we we, had, we were pretty happy and then we looked around and we said, what, what else could we help our, our readers with? And 97% of my readers have a job, okay? And, you know, it's funny, in your 20s and 30s, a $5,000 salary increase is worth over a million dollars. And in fact, more importantly than that, most of us, it's not even about the money. We want a dream job that's going to give us more responsibility, more prestige, just more fun, right? We want to be making an impact. And if you look around at the career advice, I looked at it and I just vomited all over my shoes because I was like, this is the worst stuff I've ever seen. Like right. all these 75 year old people who have not interviewed for 40 years and they're telling people stuff like, you know, your resume needs to be one page. Make sure you wear a bright colored shirt to the interview. I'm like, really? Or they're like, get on Twitter. That'll help your job search. Oh, there you I go. There you love go. Love that. So, so, you know, when I was in, in college at Stanford, we went to, I, I was a weirdo. I had this group of friends and we would sit around. 
and we would go interview against top tier companies, Google, Goldman Sachs, McKinsey, and also tier two companies. And we would come back and we would share everything that we'd done, what we'd tested, uh, the, the answers we'd given, the questions we'd asked, and then we would figure out how to get these jobs. That's just, it's a weird thing we did for fun. Mm -hmm. But I realized most people don't have access to this stuff. So I created a course over the last 12 to 18 months, I've been basically doing this whole very detailed process. And it's an eight week video course on finding your dream job. Everything from what is my passion? What should I do with my life? Down to the most tactical thing you can imagine. Ramit, if they ask me this interview question, not only what is the correct answer, but what should my body language look like so that I persuade them? And down to the negotiation of your salary. So everything. So anyway, right now I'm doing, uh, giving away a bunch of free material. Like I said, cool. I want my free stuff to, to rival the paid stuff. So guys can check it out at findyourdreamjob.com. Okay, so findyourdreamjob.com is where we're going to send folks to check that out. We're going to link up all that stuff below. We're also going to have IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com slash rise to the top. Is there anything else, uh, Rami, as we wrap it up, people can, can find that stuff. They can, of course, yeah. find you at IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Any other last tidbits? And thank you so much, man, for the time today. This has been an absolute blast. The mind is going. The mind is going. It's my pleasure. Good the only thing is I want to I help your readers out. So if they have a question about okay. products or pricing or the psychology of their users, leave a comment here, and I will come here and I'll answer as many of them as I can. All right. That's awesome. And that's a, a very generous offer. So make sure to leave those below. Uh, Ramit, thank you so much today. This has been absolutely it. a blast. This was Ramit Sadi on the rise to the top. I, all that stuff's linked up below. Just like I said, I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more quick reminder, you can try go to my PC absolutely free on me for 45 days. All you got to do, go to mypc.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE, grab that app from the app store on you know iPad, iPhone, both, whatever you want to do. So go to mypc.com, try it free, promo code RISE, and I will see you in just a couple weeks at Underground Online Seminar 8. I mean, it's going to be an unbelievable event. It's also going to be a lot of fun. Anything that you know about Yannick, not only is it going to be great content, also going to be a crap load of fun. So let's hang out at underground.com. That is the link. Let's hang out at underground.com. I will see you there in DC in March.